Thanks for coming back. If you have been around here before, you know we're going to get into some crime and some music. And so today, we're stepping back, way back, to the 1560s. We're in the Renaissance. If you like the Renaissance Fair, if you like Game of Thrones, stick around, because it kind of gets there. There's, there's blood and guts and swords and, and music. Yeah? Oh, and yeah. music. All right. It's kind of neat. <clears throat> so Not a lot of electric music. Hey, I'm playing a video game right now that's kind of in this whole entire genre. Witcher 3. I don't know about that, but when I was doing the research, I yeah. was thinking that this is very Assassin's Creed sort of thing, man. So it's kind of neat. What's what's Witcher 3 set in? Uh, it's a fictional world, of course, but it's, it's swords and kings and monsters and this is magic during... and whatever. I don't know if there's a lot of magic in our podcast today. Oh, we'll get there. <laughs> it does come up. All I right. mean, you know, I can't. It's so, yeah, this is set during the Spanish Inquisition and like the witch trials and things like that. Um, around those times, historians, I'm not going to have exact dates because I wasn't researching those things, but they came up as ancillary topics when I was looking at the man, the myth coming to the stage today. And I am not Italian, so forgive me. Carlo Gisualdo. Carlo Gisualdo? Carlo Gisualdo oh, man. de Venosa. Oh, yeah, that guy. I don't know what the fuck. You, you, you've heard of him for many years now. <laughs> Carlo heard of this guy. Gisualdo de Venosa, Prince of Venosa and Count of Conza. Oh, he's a count and a prince? Yes. Ah, ah, ah. I thought you were going to turn Conza into Costanza, but I just, anyway. How, now, how, do I, how are we going to try to pronounce his name? I'm going to call him Carlo. Carlo, and then last name is Gisualdo. 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 All right. De Venosa. De Venosa. Venosa. You gotta Venosa. do everything with the singy songy, well, so voicey. 
Carlo, no, desato, hota. It's true. I mean, that's the Italian that I don't speak. I took French in high school, so. Yeah, they sing everything. Carlo de Solta. Carlo is, uh, his father's name is Fabrizio Gisualdo <laughs> de Venosa, and his mom is Girloma Bromio. Well, this, uh, this portion of the uh, podcast is brought to you by Febreze, actually. <laughs> if it would, that would be great. It's brought to you probably better by Hooked on Phonics. <laughs> So, uh, all right, we got Fabrizio and Giroloma Baromio. Now, note, his mom is the niece of Pope Pius IV, and um, his uncle, uh, St. Carlo Baromio, Cardinal and Archbishop of Naples and Milan, who Carlo Gisualdo is named after, he's a saint. All right. Was that when uh, the the bar was set a little lower back then? Well, I mean... Maybe I guess maybe he was a good guy. It was the Spanish Inquisition, so maybe he just killed <laughs> he, a lot of people. He I killed don't... more witches than anybody. <laughs> and uh, his grandmother, uh, I'm sorry, his grandfather Luigi was made the first prince of Venosa by the King of Spain. You you, you said something about the um, Assassin's Creed. I think this this dude was in that video game. Oh, the Medici. We're about to get there. Yeah, I, I think <laughs> so... there's some. Um, if any of our Assassin's Creed fans, I've played them all. But oh, for sure. Yeah, let us know. No, I, I, I'm thinking that these, some of these names are kind of in that thing. Yeah, that's what's going to help me get through most of this episode is the visualization of Assassin's Creed and yeah. Enzio and Enzio. Going, going around and all the things. <laughs> now, Enzio is not a character. People don't get him confused with other people here. So, uh, Uncle Carlo, the saint, he, he's um, he's got an ancient and wealthy family. Their mom. Margaret was a member of the Milan branch of the House of Medici. If you don't know, House of Medici is like the oldest and like one of the first banking systems in human existence. So they control the money. His uncle and his mom and all that stuff. Carlo, original Carlo, just swallowed. Um, he comes from a rich, rich ass family. I mean, that's just what it is. His uncle is uh, the patron saint of apple orchards. Uh, bishops, colic, intestinal disorders, starch makers, uh, stomach diseases, and ulcers. He's the patron saint of all those things? He's the patron saint of all of those things. His feast day is November 4th. And uh, he was big in the Reformation, like counter-Reformation stuff against the Protestants. That's kind of where Uncle Carlo got his his sort of sainthood sort of started that way. Can you give me that list of things he is, again, a, a patron saint the of? The patron saint of, well, let's see. This is the uncle of the individual uh, topic is on today. Yeah, this is St. Carlo Bromio. 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 And he is the patron saint of apple orchards. I, I like that. That's cool. Yep. Bishops. So. Yeah, why bishops need a patron saint? Look out for your own, man. Colic. <laughs> now it's starting to get weird. Intestinal disorders. So yeah, gas. Uh, yeah, I'm guessing Bromeo was kind of a gassy fella. Uh, starch makers. So because they need one, I guess. Stomach diseases in general. Those other ones weren't specific. I, enough. I feel like that was already covered. And ulcers. All right. Was his last name Zantac or <laughs> Pepsid? No, Bromeo. Bromine. Bro, bro, bro bro I wonder where the bromine comes from. All right, bromine. Bromine. All right, that's the uh, uncle. That's of... the uncle, and it's just the idea is that this guy, this kid Carlo, is a spoiled, rich ass, literally a prince. Like he's that kid. His family is from the people who created money and banking. His uncle is literally a saint. 
Well, not then, but he eventually, yeah, he was. Very shortly, we get to his sainthood. He was writing a book on sainthood. So, uh, at least during that area. Yeah, so mid-1500s. Okay. Basically, these are people, uh, this family, all is in around Italy. They're in the Principality of Venosa. Venosa. Leviosa? Leviosa. Uh, that's a That's a Hermione joke. Anyway. It's a town slash commune, which what we would, not a commune commune, what we in the U.S. would call like a township. So uh, it's in the province of Potenza in the southern Italian region of Bellacata. Bellacata. In the vulture area. Vulture. Vulture area. You're correct. Not not the ones from Twilight who are going to come and kill you, but from, uh, it's named after an extinct volcano, Mont, Mont Ventur. And it has not one, but two lakes inside the crater. Two lakes inside the crater. Two two lake crater in Volture. All right. So the city's known as, uh, used to be known as Venusia, the city of Venus, um, to the Romans, or Aphrodisia, the city uh, to Aphrodite. So the credit goes to this guy, Domide, Dom- Domedide. He was he was a homerific hero, like a one of the like kind of like a Hercules, but like a B level, like a JV. Sort of guy. He wasn't in the Iliad? No, he was in the Trojan Wars. Oh, there's a real guy. Yeah, there's a real person. He was in the Trojan Wars, and um, he was actually one of the guys inside the horse. And so he popped out and ah, stabbed a bunch of people and really kind of sort of pushed back that Greek uh, coastal expanse that they had and kind of pushed them back and sort of <clears throat> expanded the, the Roman Empire yeah, most of my knowledge so, of this stuff comes from like Monty Python. So, well, no, right, and like Hercules cartoons, and you Hercules, know, Hercules, Hercules, Hercules. <laughs> That's Eddie Murphy. <laughs> so we got a young Italian prince. Um, his mother died when he was seven, and at the request of his uncle Saint Carlo, he's sent to Rome to follow an ecclesiastical career, mm-hmm. meaning he's going to go into the church. Yeah, they're going to be uh, educate him in the ways of the church. Right. Uh, Carlo's placed under the protection of his uncle Alfonso, another uncle. That dude was the dean of the College of Cardinals and the unsuccessor, uh, the unsuccessful pretender to the papacy. Alfonso. So, so Alfonso tried uh, Rivero, trying to be the pope. Is, uh, you can't, friend. you can't see my dance right now, guys, but I'm doing it perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Not unusual to be loved by anyone. Dude, my kid loves that guy. He uh, watches America's a, Funniest Home Videos. I like Alfonso Ribeiro from Silver Spoons. I mean, dude, we're talking old. I'm a fan. So, all right, Alfonso brings him in now he's like hey you're gonna you're gonna be uh cardinal the pope you're gonna you know you're gonna do the family biz yeah you got you're, you got two things going for you money right man money so and, right yeah money we're gonna make you a pope or at least a cardinal yeah money and nepotism you're good so um it reminds me of another type of government recently i've heard about uh, enough enough so uh his brother luigi carlo that is is set to become the next prince of mario venosa right well, unfortunately, he died in a carting accident in 18, 1584. <laughs> he died at, Luigi died in a carting accident. Yeah, he was hit by a turtle shell. <laughs> Did he really die in no, a cart? No, but that's... <laughs> he should have died in a cart. That would be great. No, Carlo is 18. His, Fake news. his brother Luigi dies. Now Carlo is a successor to the crown. And so he abandons all that ecclesiastical church stuff. Nuts to the church. 1586, Carlo's 20 years old. He marries, because you're going to be the prince, you got to be married. He marries a woman named Donna Maria de Alvos. 
She's 24 years old, so he's going for those older, more experienced ladies. Well, I mean, she's still 24. He was only 20. Yeah, she probably was. I mean, you know, it, powerful in or something. 1586, she's an old maid. You know? No, here's the deal on her. Uh, she's the daughter of Carlo Delvos, and he's the prince of Montessariccio and the Marquis of Pescalara. Pescalara. And um, his, her mom is Fedva Gisualdo, princess of Venosa. Princess. Are you catching this? <clears throat> Uh, he married. What do, you, his, what do you mean? Yeah, I mean he's. Yeah, they're. they're he married his first cousin. I mean, he ew. just. Yeah. Yeah, we yeah. didn't know all the rules then. I mean, no. there's still states in the United States that you can kind of do that. Yeah. Well, anyway, sometimes you don't have a choice. So you've got the prince. Uh, Babies uh, coming uh, out with Montesarchio and the Marquis of Pescara. Apparently, they only eat fish, and uh, she's the princess of Venosa. So we got a lot of royalty kicking out here, right? Mm-hmm. He marries his first cousin, Donna Maria Dalvos. She was quote legendarily alluring. Apparently, this girl was hot. She had been married twice before and produced mm-hmm. male heirs. She is the baby maker, dude. This oh, is the boy baby maker. The, right. This is the the king continuer. Like your family line, you got her in your corner. <laughs> You're going on, you know? And <laughs> she, so, had, she had she already made two babies by yeah, 24? Yeah. What happened to her other husband, you think? Well, both of her husbands died, quote, in excess of continual bliss. So I'm thinking she probably had an STD of some kind. <laughs> gave it to them. I just, All right. They didn't, it didn't say anything about syphilis madness, but uh, yeah, apparently this girl was hot. That's another Eddie Murphy reference. Hot and hot to trot. So yeah. uh, married life. First couple years, as all of them are, were great. They had a son, Emmanuel. And then Carlo lost interest. He spent more time pursuing his musical interest and hanging out with his friends. Uh, yeah, sounds gay. <laughs> Sorry. Well, Not that there's anything wrong with that. Uh, there's the thing, though. You're a prince, right? <clears throat> so you don't have to do shit. Like, you literally can decide to do what you want to do with your day. He Isn't decided, that what we do? <laughs> <laughs> yes. You just kick but, your wife out of the house, Brian. Shh, shh. <laughs> this is not reality. This is fantasy podcast world. Uh, the reality is that that fantasy podcast world will end real quick if you keep doing that. Yeah. <laughs> She's too loud. <laughs> it's not her fault. Our house has thin floors. Uh, so anyway, you got a young prince, and Ever since he was a little kid, even, uh, little Carlo was single-mindedly focused on music. And, like, he showed interest in pretty much nothing else. Played the harpsichord, the guitar, and his main jam, the lute. The lute. Are you familiar with the lute? Um, I play Fortnite. Sometimes you got a lute. You got a lute. Great. Yeah, man. It's... Oh, you mean the little piccolo thing. No, the lute is a tiny guitar. Oh. Like a little gourd, like Martin Prince from The Simpsons. Like a, kinda... like a like a um uh, the, the, the it's it's almost like a ukulele. Oh, ukulele. Yeah. A oh, oh, ukulele. Uh, a ukulele. Yeah, the lute. Okay, no, I was thinking of not 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 an ear, a string instrument. But they had guitars back then. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, harpsichords and guitars. Like, I don't know if you know a harpsichord from a piano. The difference is instead of hitting the wires or the piano wire with a hammer, like on a piano, a harpsichord has like a little shaped hook, like a shark hook. And it actually plucks it. So it goes, prung, 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 and that's the difference okay. between a harpsichord and a piano. So if they had those, pretty sure you could put up a guitar. So is a piano a percussion instrument? Yes, or, it is. Or a, a 
string instrument. It's a percussion instrument, but classified subsectly as a keyboard. So. Okay. Hey, there's right. your factoid for the day, kids. <laughs> so we got young Carlo, and he loves music, and he's a rich prince, so he's got all of these famous sort of composers mm. hanging around, and they don't really differentiate whether he was the teacher and they were the students, he was a student, they were the teacher. It's kind of like uh, sort of like a, an inner circle sort of thing, like you're all teaching each other your own things. Yeah, jam session. Yeah, kind of, but, I mean, it was made up of composers and stuff. You had guys like Pomponio Nena, he was a magical guy. Giovanni Damak, he's famous Netherlandish person. It literally said Netherlandish composer. Um... That's a genre? <laughs> I'm going to say the word sisyphone a bunch of times, and I assume it in some type of Italian it means like professor, teacher, or something, but sisyphone dentist, sisyphone stella, sisyphone like la master. croatia, asunchio meone, he was a harpist, and finally my favorite, and this was his title, the nobleman ludist, Ettore Delamara. Delamara. Well, the nobleman ludist, I thought, was sweet. The nobleman ludist. See flyers all around the town so square. So instead of Mr. Ludist Instead in. of Mr. Right. This is where, like, <laughs> maestro. Can I... That's oh, a vibration. Oh, yeah. Oh, know. I hit a spring on the microphone. Yeah, we don't have shock mounts yet. Go yeah. So Patreon.com slash crime so and the, music. So this guy's got, like, the maestro, but he's the nobleman ludist. The nobleman ludist. So right, well, the... it sounds like there's a bunch of people that were really gifted, hanging out together. Bunch of money, and, bunch and, of and time. They didn't, yeah, no, they want to keep everyone together, including this dude that's maybe not found his stride yet. Well, well he had a bunch of money. Right. You got a rich guy. <laughs> you got a rich guy you can hang out at his house and drink his booze and party. Yeah. And he's just like, you guys are so awesome. I love hanging out. Look at what I did with my music. And they're like, oh, that's real good, Carlo. That's, yeah, man. Here, you get the cowbell. Yeah, it's sweet. More cowbell, Carlo. So uh, Carlo is known for writing this stuff called madrigals. You ever hear about this? Madrigals, madrigal society. I think I've heard that word in a Rush song. Yeah, I'm sure you have, right? right. Um, it refers to, like, secular vocal music right so it's like it sounds like church music but it's not it's not religious in connotation and it's from the early renaissance and the baroque eras if it ain't baroque don't fix it <laughs> and then traditionally it's polyphonic um and it's accompanied oh, unaccompanied so it's just like two to eight people the sweet spots like between three and six people singing in voices i think the fuji's dabbled in it you, you may be right <laughs> Carlo's writing of madrigals was like super creative and he made these weird unheard of harmonies and polychromatic things. I mean, 400 years old, right? And people today are considering it like avant-garde. Like this dude's on the cutting edge even though he's been dead for 4 centuries. Like that's how crazy and good his writing was, right? So and so he's doing this at an early age still. Yeah, 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 he's like in his 20s. Teens or 20s. I don't yeah. think he's cracked. Yeah, he must have been 20 because he got married to What's-Her-Name at 20 and she was 24. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, he's in his 20s, or early 20s, right? I mean, he's he's on track for normal rock star stardom, right? Young teen, <laughs> getting the partying, getting the drugs, got the women. What, what drugs do you have? Uh, I don't know. He's a rich prince in Venosa. Mm. I assume he's got, well, probably booze and little eth vino. ether, I'm sure. <laughs> some, ether? Some good E. Uh, I don't know. If you know, let us know. I'm, I'm kind of curious now that you bring it up. I'm like, I wonder what kind of casual social drugs there were back in the day. That's interesting. 
So, all right, you got these madrigals that he's famous for writing for. And I did listen to it, a bunch of them. NPR had a whole bunch. The BBC had a whole bunch online. It sounds like church music, but like the acapella church music, kind of like that mob scene where the mobs kind of at like the wedding. The flash mob? Well, no, like a mob, the Italian mob. This is Italian. Remember, we're in Italy. So the Italian mob. Oh, like 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 Tony Soprano shit. Like imagine like the Godfather, right? Or something like that. Sopranos. And Tony Soprano is getting ready to go to his daughter's wedding. He's putting on a suit and tie. And then you just see somebody, like, they cut to another scene where a guy's, like, slowly walking to his dirty, beat-up car. And, like, that music you hear then, you know, stuff like that. <laughs> and then, and it builds, like, as soon as he starts the car, boom, it explodes. But Tony Soprano is, like, hugging his family. Like, oh, good to see you. You know, it's a good podcast. It's that music. Sing. I mean, it's... <laughs> Well, yeah, I don't. I mean, it's not like the Fifth Element. It's not that. It's more really classical. Well, it might be just like the Fifth Element. It sounds like it, but then the Fifth Element, the Plava de Luna, takes it way off into the stratosphere. I think that's probably where it came from. But to me, I mean, if all right, so you think about this: they're singing this acapella grooves, they're hanging out with the rich kids, and that's what this—that's what he's doing. That's what he's doing. So uh, to me, it's like a really early form of the Beach Boys. I mean, that's you know, yeah, yeah. So, all right. And they're awesome. They are, because they have a bunch of rich kids got to sit around singing harmonies with each other. (laughs) They are a lot richer. Yeah, stories don't change. They just Are any of them still alive? The Beach Boys? Yeah. I think John Stamos is still alive. Is he technically a Beach Boy? (laughs) Well. Uh, uh, So, okay. A couple years into marriage. (laughs) A couple years into marriage, uh, Donna Maria begins an affair with a guy named Fabrizio... Carfa, Carafa, Carafa, Carafa. There you go. Fabrizio Carafa. Thank you. He is the Duke of Andrea and the seventh Count of Ruvio. Ruvo, Ruvo, not Ruovo, Ruovo. <laughs> Sorry to all of our Italian oh, subscribers. They, they switched this off a long time ago. <laughs> so, all right. Anyway, Fabrizio is described as being the model of beauty, and he is. Like, one of the handsomest men of this whole entire time period, right? He's, like, GQ Hot 100. That's, he's, like, number one. That's, that's who Donna Maria is just shacking up with on the side here. Who would be the uh, equivalent today? Um, he's probably, like, what? Like, a Channing Tatum? I'm old, so I, I'm going to look at older people. Uh, Hugh Jackman's too old for me. How about, like, uh, What's the Fabio? No, that's way too old. He's not a Fabio. Well, that's... That's I'm that you just wanted the O, didn't you? Fabio, Fabio, Fabio. Everybody's like Mario. I'm Mario. Yeah. Who's who's? I don't think I don't think there is a hottie out there. Well, J- JT. Oh yeah, yeah, and he's, he's a singer. He's kind of old too. He's kind of old right. too. All right, yeah. so this guy that that the Carlos Weiss banging right. on right, the side, right. little side piece. Is, right, the Duke is, of Andrea, Fabrizio. Um, question. Yo, so she's banging this hot dude, and let's take gender out of the equation. Is it kind of okay? It's, it's like a free pass if if you cheat on your significant other, but the person's like, you can't pass this opportunity up. Is oh, that, the list? Is that are okay? You t- are you talking about the list? Yeah, the, it- one, the one person list. You got your list of famous people, which my wife has heavily edited, <laughs> lest I meet someone in my travels. <laughs> it was, the list used to be like, uh, Britney Spears. Now I think I legitimately have a shot at Britney Spears. Well, one of them. It's oh, what's the other girl? The uh, uh, Jessica I'm, Simpson. Right. I think I could. 
I think I could pull that tail. Yeah, I think you could probably get Jessica Simpson yeah. now. Couple yeah. nice, couple, couple nice words and some roofies. Sure. Oh, the Cosby plan. This is spiraled. Jello. <laughs> uh. All right, go ahead. Wow. So, so, so this guy's wife's now banging the Fabio of the Fabio, day. Fabio, right? Um, he he comes from a small place in Italy, like Apulia, I guess it's Apulia. And they're good for wine and olives and almonds. So she's got all the wine and olives and almonds she wants. She's yeah, banging Italy. Fabio of Italy. And uh, Carlo's uncle, Don Giulio, I can say that name. Is this the saint? No, this is another one. A different uncle. A lot of uncle. Italian family. There's a bunch yeah. of people. They're, <laughs> they're Catholic. I they're mean. Catholic. They're super Catholic, right? <laughs> so we got uh, Don Giulio. He also fancied Donna Maria, right? But she's like, you're a creepy old uncle. I don't, I don't want you. So Don Julio finds out about the affair with Fabrizio. Oh, he's going to cock block Decides Fabrizio. to tell Carlo. <laughs> he's cock Yeah, man. Because so, uh, I, I bet if he was banging her, he wouldn't be telling uh, no. Carlos. Well, if I can't have any, nobody can. Yeah. Uh, ruining the party for this, everybody. Th- this might have been a couple hundred years ago. Nothing changed. No, same thing. Same frat party. Uh, so, okay. Now, Carlo... He's got himself a plan now. He tells uh, Donna Maria, I'm going to go on an all-night hunting trip with the boys, so I won't be back tonight at all. Like, you can do whatever you want, and I won't be here. Oh, he's going to entrap her. Oh, it's a trap. Yeah. It's a trap. (laughs) So Maria calls. I put a question mark in my note. I don't know how she gets a hold of him. (laughs) I don't know what she did back then. So Fabrizio comes over. They get weird. What do you mean they get weird? Is there details? Oh, we'll get to that. <laughs> yeah, that's coming. And then Carlo, boom, springs his trap. And he catches them, quote, in flagrante delecto. Aha. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's fun reading articles that keep coming up. In flagrante delecto. So the crime scene has a lot of documentation, actually. You wouldn't believe. <laughs> There's a lot of reports. <laughs> and uh, the official report stated that the Duke, Fabrizio, was only wearing a woman's nightdress um, with fringes at the bottom and ruffles of black silk. So the guy, for the, 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 the Fabio of the day there. Fabio's looking fabulous. Who's, who's, who's banging the hot 24-year-old chick. Yes. That the topic, the Carlos' wife. Right. Who Carlos sets the scene. He, he oh, lets it's her. A, it's a trap. Like, I'm going to come in and yeah. go ahead, whatever, if you want to hang out with the girls, quote unquote. Right. Um, Going hunting and, with the and, fellas. And so now Fabio's dressed up in women's clothing. Yes. I thought they were oddly specific, too, but, but with fringes at the bottom and ruffles of black silk. I, I, it's in my mind. Yeah. It paints a picture. So now uh, the corpse was covered with blood. And... Oh, oh, hold on. <laughs> they killed? He get, the, the, Carlos killed him? Did I, yeah, let me, we'll, we'll get there. All right. Let me, let me I, just, I, I, I'm just setting the, we, we, no, we, no, no, no. You made me question my notes too. I was like, wait, did I say, no, this is just the crime scene that we find. There's no guilty or innocent or any of that yet. All right. So. Well, he's we, rich. He's not guilty. Uh, and he's a prince. Um, but we got Fabrizio wearing a woman's nightdress. Uh, the corpse is covered with blood and pierced with many wounds, including a gunshot that had gone straight through his elbow. Oh, they had guns back then? And even went through his breast, the sleeve being scorched. So was that a, was close range, was, yep. man. Um, so, yeah, we got... Uh, Point and blank. Then another visitor observed another gunshot wound to the head. Quote, a bit of the brain had oozed out. 
So, yeah. and you're thinking like I'm thinking that's a one shot. There's not repeaters or <laughs> you didn't have a mag back then. He's got to load, pack powder, <laughs> put the wad you're in. Right. Oh, like, he could have two guns. It's gonna take a minute. He I was guess, out hunting. Uh, there were wounds on his head, face, neck, chest, stomach, kidneys, arms, hands, shoulders. Beat the fuck out of him. Well, underneath the corpse was a pattern of holes, which seemed to have been made by swords passing through the body, penetrating deep into the floor. They couldn't figure it out at first. They're like, what's, what's all the holes in the floor? Oh. So if, if, if the brains were oozing out, I'm just going to, a little CSI action here. That's why we're here. He probably shot him once in the chest, packed that gun up again. I don't know what kind of gun he had. It, it's like 15 fucking 17 or something. Right. I don't think they had Glocks. <laughs> no, dude. It's a musket and a ball yeah. and the whole bit. Cap and ball. So and the guy's maybe cap. still like wheezing and then shoots him in the head again and then goes to goes to work on him. Well, let's think about that, though, because, again, the one was close range from the elbow through the chest with a burn mark on the sleeve. So he maybe came up behind him and just sort of or, plugged him or, like or, elbow, or, ribs, kidney. Yeah, or bum rush the room right and then when he's down what well, we'll get there so uh, well if their brains were oozing out yeah you, you kind of feel like he was still kind of alive because if you shoot something after it's dead it doesn't really pump brains i don't know did you hear about the penetrating sword wounds deep into the floor like but you can do that so he's pissed the guy's dead the brains are on the floor he's laying there he grabs now his closest uh, weapon sword, right? What? what, what uh, well, hold on, hold on, hold on. And then he's just hold, ah, yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, hold like, on, hold on. We're getting ahead of ourselves. Him like a so, mole trap to the floor. That's Fabrizio, right? He's a pincushion and got gunshot wounds everywhere. Now we got Donna Maria's body is found lying on the bed. Her throat had been slashed, her nightshirt drenched in blood, and she had wounds to her face, right arm, right hand, and torso. So they probably went Fabrizio first. Came for her. She put her arm up to deflect her, ah, 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 and just started taking taking shots. All right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to, now, now I didn't know there were two dead bodies. Are there just two dead bodies? Uh, for now, there's two dead bodies. Uh, there's more than one person involved here. Well. <clears throat> That's my thought. The, the hunting party came back. You know, they all got drunk up. Hold on, my man. 24-year-old Carlo Gisualdo had been seen entering the apartment with three men. Exactly. They were heard shouting, kill that scoundrel, along with this harlot, because they were moving as they spoke, and it wasn't a deep Oh, walk. they were probably singing it. Kill, kill the scoundrel, <laughs> along with this harlot. <laughs> and so, shall Jaswaldo be made a cuckold? <laughs> Apparently not. So, after a time, Carlo oh. had reemerged from the apartment with his hands dripping with blood. Then he went back in saying, quote, I do not believe they are dead. And he went in and kept killing them. All right. Some reports uh, would have you believe that the bodies were propped up in caskets left to rot on the steps of the palace after this, um, or Carlo had mutilated both of their genitals, hence all the stab wounds in the floor. Um, there was a report that a demonic monk violated Donna, Donna Maria. Uh, they also said that Carlo murdered his father-in-law when the father-in-law came for the revenge killing of his daughter and his son, well, his, well, his daughter. I mean, he didn't care that Fabrizio got killed. And um, then Carlo apparently murdered, this is the last one, murdered an illegitimate child of those two, Fabrizio and, and uh, 
Donna Maria. Donna Maria by swinging him to death in a bassinet to the point of death in the front of the palace courtyard. So this this guy had he just basically had he could kill who he wanted. I'm, uh, I'm sure that's how it was because yeah. everybody knew he killed him. I mean, they had reports but, of um, they had reports of like this is this is kind of the basis for vampiric stuff and in sort of demons and witch trial like they thought he was pretty evil dude and if you look at him he's got that classic like widow's peak crown point like you know michael luno slick, style. slick back well if mike slicked his hair way back hey uh, shout out to michael luno but i feel like there was a, a a sense of entitlement this guy had he found his wife banging some other right. dude and he didn't probably give two shits the entire time him and his boys were fucking him up and they're just like, screw it. I don't care. I'm going to put, and when I'm done, I'm going to put them on the steps. Yeah. Oh, it got, I mean, I mean, yeah, there's a whole bunch of weird uncorroborated reports of how OJ crazy he ain't got was. shit on this guy. <laughs> no, he freaked on him. He, and, and, and he, he was not hiding nothing. No. And since I heard you say OJ, I believe it's time for a break. Um, we're going to go collect ourselves and get some OJ and, uh, we will be right back. All right. And we're back. Ben, what did you do with your break? Well, I was eating a couple snacks, and apparently I'm not allowed to eat on air. Pretzels are not good podcast food, generally. I disagree. <laughs> anyway. Well, we're back at it. Just to recap of those who jumped in at the half hour mark, we got a... Uh, well, young- nobody jumped in <laughs> at the half hour fucking mark. <laughs> So, um, he jumped out, but we had uh, all those reports. He there's dead bodies, there's swords, there's blood, there's slash throats, there's everything. We go to court, and uh, he gets from the Grand Corte de la Vicaria found Carlo had not committed a crime, it was considered an honor killing, and also noblemen basically can't be arrested or punished. Yeah, the people with the money and the own the courts, sure, no problem. But that was the thing back. I mean, they're crimes of pa- it was a crime of passion. He's got some basis. This I, dude was flagrantying his wife, like right there. Yeah. So even though he set it up and put the rose petals in the bed, was like, "Honey, I really think you should take this bottle of wine tonight while I'm out hunting with the fellas. You yeah. enjoy it. You might want to shower up and you know put some perfume on. You know, just look pretty for yourself." <laughs> and he came back. And no, but I, 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 if he came in and he knew that this. Dude was banging his wife, and he just wanted to catch him, basically for an, not an alibi, but an alibi. It's it uh, makes uh, some uh, sense. Uh, he it was justified, right? In their in their in their court system, and you could even claim insanity because of all the stab wounds to the floor through Fabrizio. Um. So yeah, I'm not saying it's right. No, I'm saying I don't disagree 100. percent Right. I get it, but you went a little far. I mean, jeez. <laughs> he propped them up in, in their caskets on the steps. On the steps to rot, sure. Which is Cut I their have, junk off. It's classy. How much time it's got to take you to cut a lady's junk off, I don't even know. We do that in Africa, don't they? Ugh. Gross. Oh, there were some people that got in trouble here for it. Some don't, doc- don't fucking do that, people, for real. Leave yeah. that shit alone. What, what about the boys? Yeah, I don't, I don't know about that either. I, I don't, it's kind <laughs> it's of a weird... It's got no personality. <laughs> I'm, I'm uneducated in such things, so I'm going to let it go. <laughs> so about a year after his marriage ended, as the courts say, um, Carlo's father dies, 
and thus Carlo becomes the third prince of Venosa and the eighth count of Conza. So what do you think was more, like, <clears throat> better for his resume? A prince or a count? Prince. I don't, I don't, oh, prince? Prince is better than count, yeah. Count is, like, you had all, that's the inaugural, what, fourth can? How, what are you on right now? Oh, I just started, that's first beer. First beer. Oh, I was going to tell people it's Diet Coke. I know, the other four were Diet Coke. <laughs> So Carlo, uh, Prince, Prince Carlo. I would uh, Prince is better than Duke. Duke is like your brother is going to be the Prince. Duke, 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 Duke of. Well, yeah, Duke of. No, Minnesota. I think Prince trumps all of them. Yes, <laughs> it's true. All right, so Carlo, fifteen ninety four, arranges to uh, marry another lady, Lenora Deste. It's like a D apostrophe est. And she's the the niece of Duke Elphons II. Are they blood related too? Uh, no, it does not appear that they. Uh, so no, this guy no, killed... sir. We are not of relation. So he did kill his cousin slash wife. Oh yeah, 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 and another guy, and potentially so... a baby by swinging it to death in a bassinet in the front that's, steps. That's a that's a kind of a touchy Christmas, you know, get together there. It's an awkward Thanksgiving. Yeah. Uh. So okay. So now Carlo is arranging to marry Leona d'Esta, the Duke of Alphonse II. Carlo travels to Ferrara, home of the uh, d'Estes court and the center of the progressive music scene at the time, and especially the madrigal. Oh, so he's now coming into the the mothership here. Well, if it's kind of like he targeted it. Like, if you were here, and you're like, where's the center of bluegrass? I love writing bluegrass songs. I'm going to go there and marry a girl. So where is the center of bluegrass? I don't even know, man, because I'm on the new grass. I don't like that old <laughs> stuff. I want I want the new hip sh- I want, like, bongos and a banjo. So we're oh, in front. Fucking live in Ann Arbor, dude. I think you're all right. You're here. Oh, I've heard it. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's out there. You're here. Specifically thinking of a corner we were by the other day. Bongo and a banjo. Uh, we're in cow. Ferrara. We're in Ferrara, Italy. And he does well there because, like you said, like um, it's his thing, man. Madrigals are cool. It's the progressive music scene we talked about earlier. He's progressive now in 2018 in the music scene. So he was well ahead of his time then. So he fits right in, man. And he sets up this group, these three virtuoso singers, three ladies, the Concerto della Donna. And uh, it's just like three highly professional women. Lots of people write songs for him, but he's kind of got them on the hook. You know, it's like he's got. So these are Italian women singing very big vocal songs. Yep. Do you think they wear those like bras that were like. Like big, huge metal. The corsets or the no, they, like if you or, go to the opera today and the women are dressed up like Vikings. Oh, the Viking and, thing, yeah. And they have like, like all metal breastplates on that are shaped to their said <laughs> breastplate, their whatnots, <laughs> their breasts. Not like that thing Madonna wore. Not the cone. Not the two ice cream cones. No, I don't like the singing cones. Vogue. And if you're not that old, uh, think Lady Gaga with the cones and the sparks coming. Which <laughs> you still. Might be pretty old. That's pretty old. So uh, he's doing well in Ferrara, right? He's got these women. He, he's he blew by his murder rap. He's going for there. Um, he publishes his first book of madrigals. Now, here's the thing with this asshole. He's rich, so he has access to printing presses. And he has his own, like, printing guy. So he can write books all he wants and give them out because he's got the money and he's got the technology. So and he was good though too. Oh, he was super good. That's the other yeah, thing. Yeah. So I mean, he had a, he was a it was a all three. 
But like, it's easy to have the number one book of madrigals when you have the, the one <laughs> book of madrigals. Like, that's the best one we've ever read. And the only printing press in town. Pretty much. Oh, so. that's a pretty good book of madrigals you got there. You want me to print that for you? It's kind of better than mine. I'm not going to print that for you. No, no. Or start moving stuff in the type. Just like, ah, that didn't end up so well, did it? So he goes on to publish six books of madrigals and three books of sacred pieces. So he does try to get in a little bit of the religious stuff, you know, to appeal to both sides, Christian music and, and the mainstream. Well, it's, he was, he might have been rich. He still liked to make money. Yeah, still want to be popular. That's true. Power, power, power. Yeah. Sure. And what happens when we get to this point usually? Depression sets in. He spirals down. His new wife wasn't happy. What wife is? Uh, I'm kidding. Uh, and uh, his relationship was rocky. She accused him of abuse. And that's really easy to do since you know he killed two other people horribly. Well, she, she, she fucking knew that when she got with him. Right. So she's going to be like, oh, he hits me. Like, well, yeah. I'm he gonna hit his last lady. With a sword and a gun to the face. Dude, so, hey, to all of our women listeners out there if if you've ever been in a bad relationship where you got beat up don't get in another and if you're starting to date a guy that beat up a girl stop don't it's not gonna be different man just had this conversation with a friend the other day and like hey i know this guy that beat his wife they got divorced bam got a new wife or girlfriend and she's on his side and i'm thinking bitch that's Please. not smart. No, you know, and they know. They're all from a tiny little town. They know. This girl got the shit kicked out of her, oh. left, had the, had the balls to leave. Good on her. Good Took her. the kids, yep. got yep. out. Yep. So I'm not saying it's her fault, but well, no, she, you're knew, right. she, Here's she, the she read the package before she opened it. Here's the thing. She attempts to get a divorce. Now think of that. You're back in like 1590-something, and you're a lady like, nah, I'm going to get a divorce. No, they didn't do that. So, right. So she tries to get a divorce. Like, legit, even just the a mere attempt of it has got to be heroic back in those days. But, she, I mean, you know, she had Alphonse II as her uncle, so she was from a wealthy family, too. And uh, so... They don't, I don't think they give her a divorce. They, I never was conclusive on that. But she spends more and more time at her brother's place in Modena. So she's just out of, like, whatever. You're a crazy asshole. I'm going to go live with my brother. We're all rich. It's cool. There's space. <laughs> we own half of Italy. So, yeah, yeah. No, even there are some music scholars, and I just wanted to clarify that according to some of these music scholars, um, their names will be in the notes. She seems to be, quote, she seems to be a virtuous lady. There is no record of him, of him having killed her. So, hey, second, you, second you, wife made it out. Um, just sidebar here. Sidebar. Should we uh, timestamp our podcast that we're doing today? To what end? Joe Jackson died. Uh, Michael Jackson's dad. Papa Joe. Yeah, he died. Families. Family, yeah, he's dead. All right. Joe Jackson, dead. This has been a downer at the end here, man. Like, it, we are we at the end? Well, here's the thing. According to letters, his depression continued. I like this thing with the royals because there's always documentation. I found that out. There's letters for everything. People writing here, people writing there, talking about him. He comes up, Carlo even comes up on a couple poems. Um, so we're uh, 1635, and according to these letters, now Carlo is getting, he's getting even weirder than before, so... He has himself beaten daily by his servants, and he's keeping a special servant whose job was to, quote, beat him at the stool. What? Yep. He, uh, he specifically kept a group of young boys at his castle for this specific purpose. 
You mean beating like, like hurting you whipping or the shit out of them? Not. Yep. No, not 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 that. No, they're like like beating him up. Be a be what uh, hurting be, him. BDSM that stuff. All right. Like but he, the, so he's has and dudes doing this? Young dudes? Young kids. Well, not kids. Young men are, are living at his castle. They got a full ride just hanging out at the castle partying. But every day they got to go kick the shit out of old Carlo here. All right. So just to put everybody in the mind frame of this guy, you you, 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 go, you go to the castle to fill out a um, <clears throat> job application. Job application. <laughs> yeah. And you get an interview. And, uh, and the boss, the owner of the castle is like, all right, so... um pretty tough guy yeah i'm a tough guy you uh don't mind getting your hands dirty you know maybe beating somebody up every once in a while well i'll beat somebody up i mean pays right i'll beat somebody up. gotta do what i gotta do for the job so um hit me i'm not gonna hit you no hit me (laughs) well then you didn't get the job next guy hit me bam (laughs) you're you're hired hired and then somebody beat him up stool at at the stool it was it said he had a special servant whose job was to beat him at the stool what does that mean when he's pooping? Well, that's the thing is I don't know because um, honestly, I only read this stuff in books. Hence my pronunciation, people. I just wanted to qualify this. I pretty much read all of this. I don't hear it spoken to me, all so right, we don't need to hear about you and all your reading. <laughs> all right. Beat him We've... at the stool. Brian can read everybody. Yes, <laughs> sort of. I mean, I use a lot of help, but anyway. Um. So then, while while this is going on, well, not during it, but later on that day. Uh, he's engaged in correspondence with the Cardinal Borromeo. Uh, he wants to obtain his uncle's skeletal remains, because now he, his uncle is dead and he is a saint, canonized saint. He wants to use them to cure his brain illnesses and stuff. So he keeps writing these crazy letters to the Cardinals, being like, I need my uncle's skeleton, <clears throat> and stuff like that. Do you think he had some legit issue? Because... It doesn't sound like this guy had any crazy, crazy issues early on. And you said everything was documented well. And it seems like he may have kind of gotten off the, I mean, he kind of spun spun off the, the, the merry-go-round a little bit here toward the end of his life. And back then, there were a lot of things that could kill you you didn't know could kill you. Everything from just lead and mercury and shit like that. I mean, those were maybe he had a, I, I'm on a the brain point, issue. I'm on the point where his first wife basically fucked their husbands to death that maybe syphilis might be a thing because you go crazy at the end right yeah I mean, yeah i don't know if that's fast acting or not i'm not that educated in that do i want fast acting do you want or long lasting <laughs> <laughs> that's the third sign for the reference. best so um he, yeah stop touching technology. i know i just keep hitting the boom no. mic here mic boom i boom, know mic. boom arm arm boom so supposedly though uh here's the other thing is Carlo was tormented by spells and potions of his rejected former concubine. So people thought he was maybe bewitched or had some, like he was drinking, like you said, some of the chemicals. He's drinking things he probably should not have been drinking, given to him in hopes of curing himself, you know, like home remedies and uh, witchcraft stuff. Yeah, yeah. He, back in the day, there was not a lack of excuse. Oh, yeah. No. Oh, what do you think it was? Well, probably a fucking witch. Must have been a gnome. Well, it wasn't my fault. It was <laughs> that gargoyle Gargoyle made me do it. Gargoyles did it, man. There's yeah. a werewolf in this town. Didn't you know that? <laughs> you you never really had to take responsibility. No, it's the best. That's Unlike today where everybody takes responsibility right away. Everything. Yeah. Right. You can read about it on the internet. So um, now we fast forward just a touch to 1600. 
Nice round number. <laughs> Quickly approaching modern day. His son by his second wife dies. So his son dies. Well, no, his son by his second wife dies. His, Remember Emmanuel, his yeah. first wife from uh, he he rocked it to death. No, that was the illegitimate child of Fabrizio and uh, Don. Oh, Maria. that wasn't his blood. No, okay, no, no, so no, no, no. okay, no, he's he's got to keep his son alive. Remember, the baby maker, man, the kingmaker. She's she's she got she, Emmanuel. She spit out, one right? out, right? right. And then his second wife, he had a kid with her, and, mm-hmm. and he killed. Well, it that son dies, and then apparently, um he murdered the love child of anyway so uh august 16 13 emmanuel dies his son his first son right there are no marge swaldos oh so he's probably pissy oh dude it's gonna like turn back over to the papacy the papal states will reclaim your property as if there's no heir and then they will redistribute it to one of those other assholes who's rich and whatever whatever and so uh Carlo, September 8th, 1613, he dies. And that is the tale of Carlo Gisualdo, a crazy composer and hardcore magical writer. I, I'm, I, I, this was fun because I had no idea who this dude was. <laughs> yeah, right. And we probably butchered every fucking name that we said. I apologize. But I tried my best. I didn't, no, yeah. I, the, the most interesting part of this, I think, was to, to look at, um, similarities to some of the other podcasts we've done. It's the same, and other right? people, yeah, right. And, and not even to say in the music world, just in in general, in in our pop culture. This is life. It just repeats itself. It doesn't change a whole lot. The guy got to the mountaintop, and there was no way to go to, but down. And he got drugs and alcohol and infidelity and murder. He's got that whole kit like that. Was it the affluenza defense nowadays? Like, I didn't yeah. know. I, just, I never grew up like that. So. Yeah, and, and, and he wasn't any different than a lot of the stories we hear today. We, it happened a little different maybe, but it was, damn. I mean, you could make a book about it today and bust There's, it into the 21st century here, and, and it would be, without a lot of changing, maybe some changing instead of sending somebody a letter, you send them a text. Instead of using a muscle, a, a musket, you're shooting with a, you know, a Colt 44 or whatever guns people use today. Oh, God. The yeah. story wouldn't be that different. No, I you agree. have to make the names easier to pronounce. Like <laughs> Bob and Rick, but whatever. Car- Carlo's pretty good. I can <clears throat> do Carlo, you know. Los. Well, that's what you would change it to. Hey, for Los. sure. That would be cool. Yeah. Or Carl. Carl. What's up, Carl with a K? Yeah, so that was that was neat. That I'm, was neat. It, I agree with you. It is this. It's a similar. It like had the same vibe, you know. So it, and and kids, shit like this was going on well before you were around. Well, you're reading, watching, texting, facebooking, MySpacing, <laughs> whatever. All this shit. It's already ha- It's happened a million years ago. It, it really happened has. back during the days of like Jesus and Moses and before that, Adam and Eve. Yeah, all yeah. of it. Dinosaurs were probably fucking each other over back in the day. <laughs> they didn't keep good records, but not that we know of. Not we that yet. We've opened yet. up um, the the crypts yet, but yeah. So just know that it's a, it's like a record. It's like a revolution. It keeps coming back around. Keeps coming back around your face, man. It's coming back <laughs> around your face. All right. If anybody can. Can uh, let us know what that reference is from. You win a thing, a, a hat, a koozie, something one day we'll have. We have a lot of stuff to give out. I know. So I know. if you'd like to check us out anymore, please, uh, there'll be more episodes every other Wednesday. Check us out at Crime and Music at Instagram, at Twitter, at Facebook. 
And MySpace. And MySpace. If you want to check us uh, out in more detail, get some show notes, go over to crimeandmusic.com. And if you do like us, like us, like, like us, please go to patreon.com backslash crimeandmusic and show your support. Become a monthly subscribing member there. There's a bunch of cool things over there to check out. So with having said that, uh, on to see you in a couple weeks with yet more stories of music and mayhem. What? I don't, this is where you need your sign off. Oh, I no. Oh no, I don't have one. Okay, I'll do it then. Hold on. Like the song says, never trust a big button to smile. Hey, but let me ask you one thing. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.